0: This is Star Wars author Delilah S. Dawson, and you're listening to Clashing Sabres Network.
1: Here we go again. Chewing. We're home. I bypassed the compressor. You were the chosen one! Something truly special. Congratulations. You are being rescued. Revenge is not the Jedi way. I am no Jedi.
2: The ability to speak might not make you intelligent, but we're going to try to prove otherwise. This is the Clashing Sabers Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon, and I am here with my co-host. He is more reliable than General Grievous's inhaler. I give you... <laughs> hey, it's true. I'll, I'll take that one. I'll take any Grievous love I can get. I, I figured, you know, it was appropriate. Um, I set the bar kind of low for reliable. Wow. Kind of miss. I mean... Wow. Well, Grievous is inhaler, so. I mean, I don't it's, know what pocket he's keeping it in, but he,
3: it's 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 right there on his chest, under the chest plates. You
2: just don't see. it. <laughs> under the, he's got a little inside pocket. Oh, yeah, he
3: sticks the little inhaler pouch, just kind of clicks it in, and it sits there, and it's he's good to go. See what oh, the problem is. No, Why see what happened. Space asthma.
2: What happened? What happened is he had three lightsabers. And an inhaler, and then he killed another Jedi <laughs> and had to make a tough choice. That's what the pocket on the inside of the cloak used to be for. Exactly. Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, if you hadn't caught on, tonight we are going to be talking about one of the best Star Wars films, uh, Revenge of the Sith, or the third one, as Drew likes to call it. (laughs) Uh, Later on, we are going to have Sith talk and, of course, Lindsay joining us as we do our trivia portion of the episode. But before we get into that, Drew, we haven't done this in a minute, so I wanted to ask you, what are you Star Warsing lately? Because you've been... You've been doing a lot of Star Warsing.
3: I've been I've been trying. There's some things I can talk about. There's some things I cannot talk about yet, which is kind of fun. Um, but I, I have been catching up on some High Republic uh, comics and things that I've missed out. I got the Volume 1 collection, so it's the first five episodes of the core comic. Evidently, there's like three different comic runs, and I, I must have just blinked and missed that. Um, and I also got Edge of Balance Volume 1, which was a lot of fun. This is the Star Wars manga set in the high republic era now i'm not brandon i'm not normally a comic guy um and i'm hoping that being such a fan of the high republic will change some of that and see if this is going to be a good way for me to get into that side of the world and i think it just kind of depends on how long we can keep it up because these things are just, it feels like they're so small and short and you just breeze straight through them that it's hard for me to really pick, a lot, pick up a lot out of them. Um, I know you used to read them, I think, digitally when things came out. You were keeping up on a couple different runs, but
2: you're not doing the Higher Republic comic series, are you? I have started uh, reading it, but okay. uh, I do read them digitally because, one, it's cheaper. Two, I like the reading experience a little bit more because it's easier. Well, because you can zoom into each panel um, on the Kindle. So you, like, Uh, double-click on the panel and it takes you slide by slide. And so I like being able to do that so that I don't get any previews of what's going to happen. I can follow the story. And then also... When it's like a a big action scene or whatever, you know, and it's a lot of explosions or whatever it might be, you can swipe through it kind of quicker and it gives you a little bit of that feel of the action and stuff like that. Oh,
3: interesting. Okay. Yeah. I I think that I I need to have it in these larger doses of like, you know, the collection at a time because this for the collection here is the first five issues. And if I were to read these one at a time, it'd be like five minutes. And I don't really know that I'd go back to them for any real purpose. You know what I mean? Like, like well, that's what it was
2: for me originally. Like I would get them week by week and I would have to go back and reread it every week. And And so I
3: I would just have the discipline to keep up with that. But yeah, what what I'm, I feel like having gone through the first five issues really would have helped inform the way I read the rising storm a little better. Um, there's characters that, like, the Orba Lynn character. Hey, you finished Rising Storm, right? Did we I did, this conversation? yes. Okay. Yes. I can never remember where. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so many of us, and there's so many books and things, Trying. To, I don't want to be like, hey, remember that time Orba Lynn got stabbed in the face, and it, it turns out he's just a goo person? Wow.
2: Spoiler alert. Oh,
3: right. Dang.
2: It's okay. He's, he's the worst character, re- anyways.
3: Well, I don't... No, he is not the worst character in that book. He is not my least favorite character. In fact, I found him pretty interesting. What are you talking about? Look, at, I'm coming around 180 degrees. I really like him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was I the was, quickest turn.
3: Yeah, I didn't realize how defensive I was going to get about that until the moment actually occurred. Anyway, in the book, I did not pick up on the whole fact that he is a character in an entirely enclosed suit. But when you see him in the comic, it's... Obviously clear because in the in the moment you understand he's of Visually that he's basically walking around in a spaceman suit and so that would have made those particular sections of the rising storm hit a little different if I had known He was in a spacesuit rather than you get to the point where again, I guess sorry about the spoilers being spoiled but one more when he does kind of explode all over the Nihil attacking him as just this goo monster it didn't make any sense within the context of the book because I don't think I had properly cemented his character in my mind's eye as a totally enclosed spaceman suit kind of guy. And it's probably just like a one sentence offhand kind of thing when they first mentioned the character, but it's not something that made enough impression on me to understand what the character was going to do, making that moment of surprise a little less surprising and more just confounding.
2: Well, Here's my one like major issue with the High Republic, or I I, I shouldn't even say major Thread issue. Read carefully. No, no, no. Major issue is not not even the the proper proper term for it. I would say here's my one thing that I wish we had that would make the High Republic huh. more digestible is a an ongoing timeline of the reading order in which you should read it in because for mm. this new release. I read Crash Point Tower before I read Rising Storm because I was really excited because I I had a feeling that was going to be the Daniel Jose Older book that hit for me. And it was. And so it was fine. It didn't really ruin anything for me because it doesn't go super in-depth in the Battle of Vallow. Like I could tell like there was a battle and I was just like, I didn't make the connection that it was going to be happening at the same time as Rising Storm. So I was like, okay, it's a little, you know, it's a battle. It's not a big deal or whatever. But I know going back in Rising Storm, there were references to Crash Point Tower that I was like, I know it's referencing Crash Point, but I don't remember what they're talking about because it had been a minute since I read it. So yeah. like I think if we had like a you should read things in this order, because imagine I know you, you're you're not listening to Tempest Runner right now, right?
3: Not currently, no. Okay.
2: So I'm not gonna spoil anything.
3: Yeah, let's be careful about that, because I, I might actually do that. I'm gonna While you're talking, I'm going to see if I can get it from the library. Yeah,
2: no, like, it, it, and, uh, you know, it's another Kevin Scott one, but you definitely have to read that after Rising Storm. If someone were to listen to Tempest Runner and then go back and read, like, they would not understand what was going on between well, some I, of the particular characters.
3: And I'm hitting that issue with Edge of Balance, because... I read that one before I read the Volume 1 collection because the artwork and the idea behind Edge of Balance appealed to me stronger than just a traditional American uh, comic. Um, And there are mentions of events like that a character, that something has happened, and I have no idea what that means. But then when I go back... when I subsequently read the first volume of comics, they set that up and say, oh, this is a thing that's coming. So now I've actually read the resolution before I even knew there was an issue with it. So it seems to me like your 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 uh, your aspiration of a, a reading order suggestion list seems to be strictly commercial release date. You've got to read things on the day they come out because next week's thing is going to be built off of last week's thing even if it jumps across mediums like comics to books to this manga series and right I but what do you
2: what do you do when you have like the the three releases at once like we're getting like if if you read That's out of the shadows point. before rising storm like I, I know now like with hindsight being 2020 that you know, you read the adult novel first because the other two are going to be yeah, at least the, yeah. centered around that. But you like read the if. The
3: adult, s- then you read the middle grade, then you read, read the lower grade level. It seems to be the order in which they expect you to uh, ingest these things.
2: Right. But if you. It, like, out of the shadows, if you were to read it before you read Rising Storm, like, you would miss a lot. Like. It, it, I love the idea of the High Republic and I love what they're doing with the High Republic and I think it's I think they're doing an excellent job of it and working really well but I do think with the the iterative storytelling that Star Wars has always been and with the the order and the numbers and things kind of always being a little back and forth and and this comes out now, but it's before that, but it's after this, and after this, we're gonna, re- like, it's always all over the place on the timeline, how hard would it be? StarWars.com slash HighRepublic slash timeline. And just, like, have, like, I, there you go, there's the web address, uh, you know? Like, just give us an ongoing timeline of, like, suggested reading order or, like, something th- like that.
3: Do you think that there is an abundance of content, then, And that if they were to space things out in a slightly different – like if they were to change the pacing of releases, would that help you? Like if they – instead of releasing all three novel releases like within the span of like 24 hours, which seems to be the the case so far, would you rather have them stagger things out that way? Do you think that would make life a little easier? I mean, wishes and fishes and all that, but –
2: Yeah, no. I mean, I think there's merit to that, but I think – What's happening with the High Republic and getting these big releases and just the excitement that happens in the fandom for the the those few weeks is much larger and more impactful than a regular book release like okay, when so we you, get a okay. single book release i like I see it on a few Facebook groups you know um I see people like, "Hey it was good, yeah, I enjoyed it or whatever you know every a couple book ones have discussion ones or whatever but when it's high republic like my entire feed on every social media is nothing but high republic stuff and i think that that's it should be exactly exactly and i think i think that's the intention of it is like this is the modern day shadows of the empire in my opinion where (laughs) Everything but the movie. Like I, we need us. They, they've got to. I. I have no doubt in my mind that they have some kind of High Republic video game. At least in discussion. Oh. Um. Mm. They like. Could you imagine a High Republic soundtrack?
3: Oh, that would be cool.
2: Like I, could, I would go for
3: some Black Series figures of some of these characters. Too oh myself. God, yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? Dude, so cool. You could take your Avar Chris and your Elzar man and just, you know, set them next to each other and see what happens.
2: Well, we know what happens. I um Spoiler alerts. Hey, 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 this is a family friendly show. Um yeah, no, I I, I think that it's they just
3: hand holding. Gosh. God.
2: Uh I I think that this is there's a lot that we don't know about this, is is the feeling that True. I'm getting. True. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm starting to also
3: be concerned about the way in which like the Dren gear are being used as as kind of a villain, um, and people are are probably like months ahead of me already on this since I'm, uh, they only seem to be really invested in like the comics as uh, as bad guys, and I'm wondering if I was trying to think of like why do we not have like a major novel focused on them as the antagonist force? We've gotten you know Light of the Jedi and uh, Rising Storm at both focus on, like, Nihil attacks. And the next one that's coming out, because they just re- they just announced kind of, like, the Wave 3 thing's coming. The Fallen Star, I think, is the next one. Looks very Nihil-driven as well. So I am I was wondering, is, like, what makes that... S- why not put the Drangir in, like, a major novel release as well? And, and I wonder if it's because they don't have, like, the same characterization. They don't have the same kind of, like, motivations that the Nihil characters have and that at least the Niall characters all have different personalities and they all coming from different backgrounds and they have their own different, you know, agendas that they're running. Whereas the Drangir operate as just a hive mind and it's, you know, they have one focus and it's feed, you know, it's meat, seems to be the recurring theme. So I wonder if they're gonna stick with that for just like the comics and the, I don't know what to call them, not lesser novels cause that's not appropriate, but what do I call things like? Uh
2: the junior novels. The, is it junior the, novels, yeah. is
3: that the appropriate term? Okay, yes. I don't want to be pejorative about anything. Uh, and make it feel like but less than
2: the but the Dren gear were are they being
3: relegated to that lower level of intensity. Like, does that make sense?
2: It does. And and the Dren were more of the focus than the Nile in uh, Into the Dark. I feel like I always get that title wrong. The Claudia yeah. Gray it's YA book they
3: kind of woke them up, but right? Even, even that relied on kind of the character the hidden char- again if you haven't read these books you really <laughs> should go read them so we don't spoil things for you even that relies on the Nihil as, as kind of an infiltrated unknown uh antagonist kind of cloaked as it were because the characters don't realize who she is until it's been re- it's revealed there towards the end
2: well and i think also the drengear are being used more as a tool by the nile than their own independent entity. So that's oh, probably is that a what reason we're why. To get? I, that's that I mean, I if I remember correctly Rising Storm mentions that a few times that there's they a,
3: There's a moment in the comics where there's a there, um, No, we shouldn't talk Edge of Balance. That's too new. I don't want to talk about that yet.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's really really new. Guys, Edge of Balance is pretty good. I really enjoyed it. Here's here's my theory and here's why I think the Nile are the focus, and the Dren gear are just an ancillary thing. Okay. Um Is I think the Sith are involved somehow? <sighs> You've been hanging out with Zach too much. No, no. no here, here's why. Well, one Nile sounds very much like like. Isn't there? There is a Darth Nile in the Darth old legends. Nihilus, yeah, Nihilus. He's in
3: okay. Villain, I think of Knights of the Old
2: Republic Two.
3: I want to say. Okay. He has he has a very skull face looking mask kind of thing. He's very popular, but I know, with a certain breed of human. <laughs> no, yeah. I
2: not a derogatory thing. It's just the best categorization I can apply to it. <laughs> Here is the thing: I, I don't think the Sith are going to be involved a lot. I don't think that they are um, necessarily. You don't think they're waiting in the wings or nothing? I do think they're waiting in the wings, but I don't think that they are palpatine level of involved in manipulating things Uh, but if we're to believe that the grand plan was thousands of years long which we have nothing to no (laughs) we have no reason to believe that (laughs) i mean we have a history of the sith like that we we know the sith have been going on for a while we know that they've waited in the shadows we know that the jedi temple was built on top of a sith temple to you know cover like we know that the sith have always been working in the background for a while to lead up to palpatine and so
3: Uh, that might be one of those certain point of view kind of things (laughs) because that's fair because but- yeah, there's also ample evidence to say they're simply surviving and just doing the best they can to not let the lineage die out and that one day something will happen in the future, you know. I think, I think we're pinning a lot, of, uh, a lot of weight to the line, I am all the Sith from Revenge of the... Nope, nope. Ra- What's the ninth one? <laughs>
2: God bless America.
3: Listen, I'm smart about a lot of things, but sometimes names of things is not it.
2: My name is Brandon
3: oh okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where where's Lindsay when I need her?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you remember her name oh yeah, of course i mean yeah <laughs> she'll she'll be here later no, but here's here's the thing the acolyte the the Leslie Headland show is oh, yeah, supposed acolyte. to be kind of the no. end of the high Republic era.
3: Yeah, is that confirmed or is that just conjecture
2: like I am going to reserve comment because I legitimately don't know.
3: I've heard people say like oh, they expect that to be like the end, but that is kind of like I mean, Acolyte is like penned for like what in the next one to two years. But we know the High Republic is going to be this multi-year journey. Like I, I don't really know that. I, I think that's a dream and a, a a hope that people have. But I if if somebody's got stronger evidence, like a statement of some kind, that it's intended to involve High Republic issues. Hit me up, because I'm not there to, to be down with that particular conclusion. And I, and I wonder if it's just people f- making the transition from High Republic to Old Republic content. Not Old Republic, but mm, prequel Republic content. But that also presumes that there's nothing in between those two things. I, I, there's a lot of leaps in logic that I don't know people have nailed down just yet. Sorry, I interrupted you to pick on a very particular point.
2: No, no, it's a fair point. So, So we'll go off of the assumption will say that the acolyte is the end of the High Republic purely, sure. pure. No, 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 purely because it's a, a central part of of my idea of why the Sith are involved. Because <laughs> you don't want to let go of it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Exactly. <laughs> if if it is, then the Sith, like leading up to that, the Sith will have to have been involved in some way. So, my running. Theory is that the the Sith are not in charge of the Nile. Like I don't think there's anything like necessarily behind them, where Martian Rojas like is working with a Sith the way like the Trade Federation was or anything like that. But right. that maybe they're pushing things to go in this direction, and they're accidentally. Oh, look at that, Marie Santeca ended up with the Nile. Oops, how'd that happen? <laughs> like little things like that. Um, and I, I think we're seeing. Such a conversation in the High Republic about the Force and the way you use the Force and uh, the particular things we saw with Elzar in uh, in Rising Storm oh, that hmm. are it's good. good, stuff. It's it's really good, but it's slowly like Lindsay and I had this conversation on the show for Out of the Shadows that'll come out later this week of how she asked it. You know, is the Force? becoming more prominent is it m- making itself more known than before okay you know force
3: awakens t- style thing
2: it, in, in a sense yeah like because and, and i said well it kind of has to you know the, whether it's the force is actually becoming more prominent in a sense or it's just our awareness of it because we're getting so much content at once we're leading up to the prequels, we're leading up to the rise of the Sith, we're leading up to the fall of the Jedi, we're leading up to this focal crux of the story and of the galaxy and of the saga. So to some extent, it has to be. And so if, if it is, light rises, dark to meet it. Mm. You know? Yeah. So I no, think there's... A,
3: I, I like that as an operating theory, and I hope something like that does come to pass. I'd like to see how we get from all the Jedi working at their peak, you know, for light and life. And then by the end of the story, we're at a place where Mace Windu's line of, I think it's time we inform the Senate that our ability to use the force is diminished. Makes a little bit more sense. Like I'd like to see the, that line, you know, that fall, that sloping downward uh, ability of the Jedi over time, where they're just less and less able to do what they should be doing. And then they start hiding that from you know, the rest of the galaxy.
2: Yeah. I, I, I like that idea. Um here's here's my complete crackpot tinfoil. It's never gonna happen, but I had a thought while I was reading the book, Theory. Uh oh. Okay. Elzar is the Acolyte. Okay, sure. I mean Okay. <laughs> I, I have no way of of uh, disproving that. I mean, here's the thing: I don't think that's gonna happen because Leslie Headland has, has talked about bringing in people that don't know Star Wars and stuff. So, like, I don't.
3: It's not gonna be connected to much, guys. <laughs> yeah, I think that I,
2: I I think that we're seeing the
3: Lucasfilm Publishing Group be a lot more willing to be free reign or give free reign to some creators with things. And to say, you know, you know the sandbox, but play however you want. And I'm super excited for. Th- I mean, like we have visions is coming out like in a, in a week, and I've not been more excited for for something to watch in the Star Wars universe since the Mandalorian, which I guess there's not been a lot in between, but still, you get my point.
2: That- no, 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 you are way more excited for this than you've ever been for Mandalorian. Uh, that's probably true. <laughs> no, it is. I have the text to prove it. Like, let, let's I'm be honest. You're freaking excited about it. Like, the option
3: to let these people play and say you're not bound by conventional rules that our authors and creators have been bound by since, like, the late 70s is just, ah, oh, it's such an intriguing idea. And to know where these, these things are coming from, the studios behind them, I'm pumped in the white.
2: Well, and I think what you were talking about with letting the creators do their do their thing and stuff like that obviously that's a big part of visions and it's been a big part of high republic but george and lucasfilm has set a foundation for how you make sure and the ability to make sure that people actually understand what star wars is about it's got There's, the pew-pews and it's got the laser swords and stuff like that.
3: There have always been rules, right? You know, was, uh, F- Filoni said so as much in the most recent uh, Mandalorian Gallery episode, like, Star Wars should always end with hope, right? That's that's kind of, like, one of the main pillars that holds up the entire saga itself, is that everything should end on this note of hope where we always know that things are going to get better and we have the power to overcome the darkness. It's kind of the main theme- one of the main themes, I would say but i i would I would dare say that it, that is not going to be as concrete in some of these things. i I think that there's going to be opportunity for creators to to throw all the rules out, keep only what they want and and that's exciting like to see what it can really do you know when when you when you take off the guardrails, how far that car that how fast that car can drive.
2: No, I completely agree um and and I think. There's a book coming
3: out next month that has my uh interest particularly piqued.
2: <laughs> oh, hey hey. No, but like when you look back at legends and if you read okay, a go on. If you read a lot of legends like in a row, it gets kind of exhausting because it's all just purely action adventure three part story like it's it's not necessarily cookie cutter and predictable, but everything has the exact same feel. Okay, and it to me, it doesn't always hit that Star Wars feel it, because it doesn't always hit the character struggles. It doesn't always hit the the themes, uh, the focusing on the things that are really important. What which, which to me, the action part of Star Wars is not really that important to why Star Wars has lasted for as yeah. long as it has and will last for as long as it will, right? Like, we'll we'll bring it up again. Fast and Furious in 40 years, people aren't going to be watching it. Like, let's, let's be honest. Like, I can admit that. That is one you watch just for the fun action stuff. It's not a big thinker movie. But, like, the reason that there are hundreds of Star Wars podcasts and – how many Fast and Furious podcasts is because you have these bigger <laughs> ideas that you're you're bringing into play, and so bringing in people who understand that and are open to learning that and studying and re- like the people they have doing the High Republic. They really honor the craft of being authors, and particularly being Star Wars authors. Like mm. we've had the pleasure of talking to to multiple of them, you know, and, and every time, whether it's about the High Republic or not, you just know that they don't they don't just understand storytelling. They understand Star Wars on a level that I think is kind of what George saw in Filoni when he brought him in. Maybe not on the same level, but I think he saw Filoni making things with Avatar The Last Airbender and said, like, that guy gets how to tell a Star Wars kind of story, a fairy tale set in a different world with these themes and these ideas that are applicable to our everyday life. And that's what they have in that core group of people. They don't always do it the way I would want them to do it. They don't always do it the way you want them to do it, but they do it the way that is best for the story that is best for conveying the themes that they're trying to get across um and and they're taking risks with it you know you brought that up and that is a very george lucas thing like that's what people forget like george didn't care whether you liked his stories or not he was going to tell his story and you were going to do with it as you will (laughs) And, and that's that's what i get that's the feeling that i think they have now with the high republic because it's not Boxed in like you are with a Rogue One or a Solo, which are fantastic films, but you have parameters on that. Like the only parameters you have on The High Republic are it needs to be over by the time The Phantom Menace happens.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: That's literally it. That's the, the only real linchpin <laughs> in there is going to be Yoda. He's really the only through line so far. He, and like he, 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 I guess he's it's appeared in the sense comics. Sense. I, I saw him on a couple panels in the comics. I haven't gotten too deep into that, but he's not in the novels at all. Except for a a passing mention of he's off on some, yeah, mission or whatever. Yeah, so
3: Uh, let's talk
2: about Revenge of the Sith.
3: Yeah, I've heard of this one.
2: Yeah, um, this is an interesting one. (laughs) This movie because
3: this was the like when this one came out in what oh five two
2: thousand five two thousand five yeah. How old were you in two thousand
3: five? 20? twenty, twenty years old. Okay. Math is hard to do on demand when you spring things on me like that, man. Um, I remember having the first printed ticket for the theater because I had a friend who was working at the movie theater. We'd always go to, and she got me the first ticket that went on presale. I was the first one in line. We were there for 12 hours before the showtime. It was the first time I actually got to stand out in line, you know, and hang out like, like a cool kid. Um, before the movie actually started that was a lot of fun because i think it was it was like the summer after our first year maybe second year of college yeah math is scary to do out loud but so it was like a good chance for me and a bunch of friends who hadn't seen each other in a while to kind of hang out in front of the movie theater and have the mall security come by and say what are you doing out here we're waiting for the movie like when does it start It's like in 11 hours (laughs) you're like yeah we don't think you guys are a threat okay in your trench coats I didn't have my trench coat on at that time. It was outdoors and it was hot and it was May. Quitter. People probably don't realize that I had the trench coat. I don't think that's a story we've told online, Brandon, but thanks for that.
2: Oh, we've definitely told it online.
3: Oh, okay. Great. Cool. Well,
2: there we go. I'm sure someone can find pictures that they could. No, there's nobody
3: who. (laughs) This show that I knew that long ago in my life. Thanks. Good try.
2: It's worth a shot. (laughs) Worth a shot.
3: What about you? Do you remember going to see it? Did you see it opening day? Were you old enough to go to the movies on your own at that point?
2: I was not. I was 15. Um, and here's oh, the interesting man, thing. Man,
3: I thought I was a lame kid, but
2: clearly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, definitely was. Um, I have bullying trauma for a reason, obviously. There you go. Uh, no, this is it's funny because I talked about remembering parts of Phantom Menace, I talked about remembering, uh, you know, specific parts of Attack of the Clones, like the the sound effects and everything. I have no recollection of seeing Revenge of the Sith in the what? theater. I know I did. Yeah, like... But I have no... How, I don't know. I don't know. It was the last
3: time we were going to get a new Star Wars movie. Like, that's what we all thought, like... This was the last time any of us were going to see a new Star Wars film in the theater. It was never going to happen again. You, like I, I can vividly remember most of that film experience in the theater. From like when you hear the uh, Tusken Raiders sound, when when Palpatine's like, "Remember what you did on Tatooine," and everybody's like, "Oh," each other like, "Yeah, remember what happened on Tatooine."
2: <laughs> no, I, I and it. Like, it didn't hit me until, like, we started doing these retrospectives and I thought about it, like, I remember going to see A New Hope with a special edition release. Uh, I've now been able to see Empire, which is an experience I'll never forget, uh, especially because it happened during a global pandemic and I got, like, the one theater that was open and had, you know, like, cubbyhole seats and everything like that that was safe. Um, obviously the, the sequel trilogy and and all the Disney films, I uh, I remember, especially considering, you know, yeah. s- since we've been doing this, um, a good point. so it's kind of weird. Like revenge of the Sith is the one where I'm That's like, what? Wild. Like, and I don't know do if it was because that? I was 15 and like, I was starting to get into sports and girls and I mean, all that teenage stuff. And I had kind of fall, like I had fallen out of star Wars a little bit at that point. Um, you know i i I wasn't reading the books like i used to i was i wasn't really involved in the fandom i didn't really even know there was a fandom um so maybe that's part of it where it just like i i wasn't in the the personal space at the time because my life was kind of chaotic to be able to remember that um because there's a lot of that time of my life that i has I've realized it's kinda of not uh not so readily available in my memory. Um <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's just kinda of weird and it's kinda of sad because I love this movie. Like it's a fantastic movie. It's Sure. I I mean I'm coming from being a prequel kid and a prequel person. It's the best of the prequels. Like I, I don't it's very hard to argue that it's not the best of the prequels. Mm, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I don't want to argue and say like it's
3: not it's not it's certainly not my favorite of the three. I tried watching it.
2: Oh, I forgot oh. Attack of the Clones, that's right.
3: Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um by the way, listen to you guys. Uh, <laughs> <less episode. laughs> I um, even went I should probably
2: cut No, I'm not cutting that out. Oh, no, of
3: course you should never cut out when somebody's going to call me out like that, but it's like I'm not even on the show to defend myself.
2: <laughs> that's the best time.
3: Oh, absolutely I, I i highly endorse it but uh i was like it it almost caught me off guard but then i was like no i deserve that that's fine
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's fine i think it more caught you off guard because it was adriana and not like me that, that's that is exactly it i
3: wasn't expecting it to come from her um i enjoy revenge of the sith okay it's but it's such an up and down film for me that i it, it's certainly not my favorite i don't really know that it's the best honestly um I feel like Phantom Menace achieves its objectives a little bit stronger, even though I'm not entirely sure it's it has to be attached to the rest of the saga as well. Rogue One is my favorite prequel, and that is The Hill I Will Die On, because <laughs> um, it happens before the original trilogy occurs, and therefore f- fits the definition.
2: Um, if you think about it, we have five prequel we movies. We have
3: five, yeah. Well, we have like four and a half, if you really think about it. Um What?
2: Half of Solo
3: is just... Okay, we don't have time for that. (laughs) That's not what the show's about tonight. I love General Grievous, and I wish he was a bigger part of the film, honestly. I I don't know why we had to keep swapping out villains out of these three movies. Like, why not just give us a core set of bad guys and and use Grievous as, as soon as the Clone Wars kicks off and make him the big bad, you know, and then put Dooku as the puppet master behind the scenes or something? Like, you've got such an inventive and fun character who's just like this mustache-twirling villain who's so much fun to watch, but we dispose of him so quickly. It's just kind of like, all right, you, you killed the only fun part of this film. Let's go be sad and tragic now. And it just takes a hard left turn into sad and tragic territory that I don't really think the film earns at that point. I feel like a lot of that film has to get there in order to connect it to the rest of the saga and I you know I know it's you guys' favorite and a lot of people love it and that's fine it's just if I'm going to put on a movie that takes place you know prior to the battle of Yavin it's not going to be that one
2: Yeah, he can't get you to stop watching Attack of the Clones. You
3: keep saying that like it's true. I don't understand. People who have listened this far into the episode should know by
2: now. (laughs) I'm I'm trying that whole speak it into existence manifestation kind of thing.
3: I mean... Now, <laughs> I think we have an ongoing bet that we still have to get to a certain dollar amount of Patreon support before I watch that movie again. And, oh, uh, oh I man. mean, I'll do it if people sign up for the Patreon and, and help us get some books that we can send around to classrooms and things. But really, money's the only thing that's going to make it move. <laughs>
2: uh, Patreon.com slash Clashing Sabers. Uh, hey, no, that is us. I, I think... So Part of the reason that this movie hits so well and has stayed around as, like, a top-tier favorite is because it's got a little bit of everything Star Wars, you know? Um, Lindsay said when Rise of Skywalker came out that she felt like it was, like, a greatest hits of Star Wars, and that's why she liked it. And I think Revenge of the Sith is actually more of a greatest hits of Star Wars. You get the hope. You get the tragedy. You get uh the setup of the original trilogy which is you know awesome I, you you get great character arcs um i know hayden christensen takes a lot of a lot of garbage but i think his performance in this is uh pretty good i wouldn't say it's oscar worthy but he does a good job of portraying the transition and having the mannerisms of vader slowly start to come up it's definitely his performance
3: in this one is definitely stronger to me than an attack of the clones because he's finally in an element i think that he is as an actor wanted to be kind mm -hmm. of that evil that evil mode like he wanted to do those things in attack of the clones and i feel like it's there but i don't know that it's appropriate at attack of the clones i
2: feel like i feel like they they uh casted him for revenge of the sith yeah. And he happened to, have, he had to, to do. have to do Yeah, like like they were like, uh is he does he look like Jake Lloyd? Yeah, close enough, cool. That counts close for Attack enough. of the Clones. And <laughs> and then we'll you know, he can do Dark and Broody, you know? He d- he does that part really well, but I, I just uh, there's a lot.
3: Anyway, we're not here to talk about it. You guys did a great job enjoying Attack of the Clones last time, and I do not want to take away that <laughs> from you guys. Like you guys should enjoy the ones you should enjoy, and don't ask my opinion on them anymore. Um, but I, I don't. It, it is rough because it there are parts of it that I really really like. I love the the way it closes with the the the, the birth of the twins. And handing them off to their respective caregivers, and the way the film just kind of closes out quietly is really beautiful. Um, I like th- everything with General Grievous. I don't know why I'm a sucker for General Grievous. But oh, dude, he, absolutely! He's so cool. He's so much fun, and I think it's the way that that he puts Obi Wan off of his uh, com- out of his comfort zone and out of like what he expected when he goes into the 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 more. Intricate use of the lightsaber and kind of the more uh, abstract and uh, unorthodox is the word I was digging for and never finding the unorthodox uh, Way in which he fights Grievous on Utapau is so fun to watch I could do without the wheelie chase sequence thing But like you said with the greatest it's a Star Wars. You've got to have some kind of a racing sequence like that um, I don't know what else is in this film. You don't have any Dexter Jester. So that's sad He's my favorite part of Attack of the Clones.
2: No, I, I don't think you can deny the fact that uh, it's pretty cool having that many lightsaber battles in uh, in one movie. Um, and the way
3: in which they do them was inventive. That was what exactly. I appreciated about it. It wasn't like a choreographed dance like the Duel of the Fates. We've seen that. That's fine. That's great. It wasn't the young kid fighting for his survival like at the end of Empire. It was holy cow,
2: homeboy's got four and he's using them in his spinning attacks. Like,
3: this is cool!
2: Well, And even, you know, like, obviously, it it cracks me up when people are like, well, that's not how you would really sword fight between even Battle of the Heroes. Like, obviously. But it tells us a a very particular story, and I think it does a successful job of telling that story of showing how in sync they are with each other because they, they know each other so well at the start and then as the bond between them is breaking as they're fighting. The planet and the the structure is breaking around them until they are separated. And, and Obi Wan has the high ground, both literally and metaphorically. And you have Anakin there, burning and doing his thing. <clears throat> it's so good. I think the that this was, is something I wanted to ask the gutsy you about. Let's see it.
3: Okay, go ahead. You, no, you no, no, no. First, well,
2: then I'll talk about. The Clone Wars, the Clone Wars, the Bad Batch, all of that stuff, all the stuff that's come okay. out since that happens around this Revenge of the Sith era or adds to Revenge of the Sith. Has has that affected, well, obviously it's affected the way you watch the movie, but has it affected hmm. your opinion of the movie? Of Revenge of the Sith specifically? Specifically, yeah.
3: Has it affected the way I appreciate that film? I don't really think so. Um, man, the way Clone Wars ended with its season seven, mm. and you know, we'll table the Bad Batch for the moment. If we focus on on that, on um, Clone Wars specifically, because I don't really, I wouldn't, con- I would contend that Bad Batch has very little to do with Revenge of the Sith era stuff.
2: That's fair, um, yeah.
3: But the way season seven operated in Clone Wars is really. So strong, but it doesn't, it relies on your knowledge within Revenge of the Sith because there is no resolution for Grievous, who has been a villain in that show for a while. It doesn't resolve Dooku at all. A lot of the stuff it, it does off screen, really what it does is it makes Order 66 mean something more because of the characters we see. Um, because we've spent, you know, seven or eight, ten years watching their adventures with, you know, Kiyadi Mundi and Plo Koon and all these people all these Jedi masters we've gotten to know them and their like and their family members essentially and now we have to watch them you know gun down in slow motion <laughs> whereas in Revenge of the Sith they barely have lines they barely have names they, they're simple window dressing I th- to a point like they're the jedi if we if we think about the jedi council members upon which we get any kind of information, or from which we get any kind of information, it's Yoda, Mace Windu, sometimes Ki Adi Mundi. Does anybody else have a speaking line? Obi Wan, mm, he's on yeah. the council for like fifteen minutes. Anakin's on the council for like thirty seconds, and then he goes and murders them. Um, <laughs> but like, think about like when when Mace Windu takes his crack team of of uh, of masters and tries to arrest Palpatine, and Palpatine disposes like. Asian Kolar and mm, Nautilin, Black Eyes, Green Tubes, Kit Fisto. Phew!
2: I knew that, but I was I was having fun watching you paddle.
3: I I got there. I got. You
2: did. You did. You you didn't die.
3: But like, imagine if we had those death scenes in in a in a content delivery system where we knew the characters' names and had seen them uh, interact with our heroes on a, on a relatively frequent basis, right? How different would those things have hit beforehand? So maybe what I'm arguing for is if we had all seven seasons of the clone wars before we had ever seen revenge of the Sith, it would have made a difference, but we don't have that. So we have to go work backwards from what we got. And I'm just not wild about imputing all that information and that relationship upon characters, which didn't earn it in the first place. Um, so I, I don't know that they've really improved my appreciation for Revenge of the Sith. If anything, they've kind of supplanted the, its position. Like, If I want to go see the story of Order 66, I'm not going to turn on Revenge of the Sith. I'm going to turn on Season 7, Clone Wars, the last like four episodes. I'm going to watch that Siege of Mandalore arc again, which I will watch that in a heartbeat. It's so dang good.
2: I mean, I can't really argue with you on any of those points. They're all very, very valid. And I think a lot of it comes down to, to how you consume the movie and how you consume the content and, and kind of where the value is for you um, in terms of, like, I know I value Clone Wars a lot, so of course I'm going to be thinking about that when we get into into Revenge of the Sith. Uh, but Season 7 really changed the game, and, and I'm excited to go back. I haven't revisited that yet because... Uh, time and also uh, emotional capacity that's a lot to handle uh, for a TV show so I'm going to get back to that pretty soon here and, uh, and maybe come back with some comments about that but for now we are going to move on and we are going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to have Lindsay we're going to have Sith Talk they're all going to join us and we are going to get into uh, some Revenge of the Sith trivia
1: Do you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? No. I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith. So powerful and so wise he could use the Force to influence the midi-chlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side He could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. He could actually save people from death. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. What happened to him? He became so powerful, the only thing he was afraid of was losing his power, which eventually, of course, he did. Unfortunately, he taught his apprentice everything he knew. Then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. It's ironic. He could save others from death. But not himself. All right, welcome back, guys, and
2: we are ready to jump into our Revenge of the Sith trivia. And today, our two teams that will be going head-to-head are Clashing Sabres. It's Drew and Lindsay.
0: Oh, here we go. The the rainy champs, if you will.
2: (laughs) From a certain point of view. And the other team, in the other corner, weighing in at a whopping something... We have Zach and Sam from Sith
5: Talk.
2: Oh, Bringing the hate! You aren't ready for this. Bringing your own <laughs> sound effects too. I like it. We
4: yeah. are sixty-six pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I have been dieting.
3: That's concerning. You should see. You should see my protein supplements. <laughs>
2: So you guys can tell this is going to go quite well. Uh, We are all back on our stuff again. So uh, we are about to jump into this. And uh, just for those of you who have not listened to our Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones trivia so far, this is round one of our tournament to decide who will go into the original trilogy round. Uh, We will be playing to 15, going back and forth between each team. If the team gets the question correct without the multiple choice answer questions they get two points if the team needs the answer to question or excuse me the answer choices they get one point if the team misses the other team can steal they get it at whatever point level the team was at when they stole the question or when the other team missed the question so if sith talk misses the question and doesn't have the answer choices, and Clashing Sabers gets it right, then they get two points. If Clashing Sabers had the answer choices and Sit Talk gets it right, they get one point. Pretty simple, but it'll make more sense once we're going along here. So, ladies and gentlemen, I guess I guess we'll just call you gentlemen. You ready to do this? Let's rock and roll. Yeah, right.
4: let's go. Gentle, I will not be.
2: Mm,
5: that was interesting. The, this the, you the, will become.
4: I was about to say, that was like
5: a Yoda Sidious. I'm not sure. If yeah, I it was like
2: uh, season six, like Dark Yoda.
4: <laughs> nice. Seattle, uh, guys.
2: Seattle. <laughs> that, that's what Grogu's going to sound like.
4: <laughs> guys, we're not Aww. going to be ready for this. <laughs> All
2: right. I have a number between one and 66. And because I like them more, Sith Talk, I'm going to let you pick first. Pick a number one out of 66. 22. Oh, 22. 22. He was ready. He practiced that answer. All right, 22. All right, Clashing Sabers, your number is?
0: Let's go with 47.
3: That's pretty
2: much what I was going to say. Man, that was it. Was really <laughs> close. Uh, it was 33. So on a technicality, oh. Sith Talk wins. So, gentlemen, would you like to go first? Would you like to go first, or would you like to defer to Clashing Sabers? All right, Zach, you pick this one.
4: All right. um, I want them to go first. Finish strong. Come on. Okay.
2: Okay. So, Clashing Sabers, this goes to you for two points. All right, right. Lindsay, come on. Who lamented? This is how liberty dies, with thunderous applause. Oh, I've heard of this one.
3: Oh
0: well, it's. it's Padme Amidala. Do you want to know how old she is?
2: <laughs> I would, actually, yes. <laughs> for a bonus for, quarter for point. She's For
0: anyone who, did not, legal for anyone this film who did not listen to the Phantom Menace trivia yet, about 30% of those questions revolved around how old was Padme <laughs> at certain times.
2: Is Padme gonna Amidala going to be yeah, your final we're answer? We're
0: going to lock in at Padme Amidala.
2: That it, is going to be your final correct. answer. That is correct. So two points, two clashing sabers. And Sith Talk... Okay, calm down there. You still got 13 to go. Don't get too excited. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> All right. So Sith Talk, what appointment did Chancellor Palpatine give Anakin Skywalker, much to the Jedi's surprise?
5: Um... Uh, I think I you know it. It's uh his... Uh, no... This is a formality question. We didn't discuss this. It's like, are Zach and I allowed to, like, commune about a answer?
2: Yes, or do we yes. just have to say it off the not No, you can commune about the answer, and I will ask you whether that is your final answer when it seems like you've come to a conclusion.
4: I'll know it for sure if it's multiple choice, but I'm not saying no, 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 we should no, no, go no, no. multiple choice. I'm just saying... I, um,
2: I think I know what
5: yeah. it is. It's like he says, I'm appointing you as my personal uh, advisor on the council. Like, it's like... It's, It's something along that line. My personal advisor, my personal representative. I think it was personal representative.
4: Right? Jedi representative. It would have to be. But I I would still go, if we don't know for sure terminology wise, I would go multiple choice. Just to get the one to get left
5: behind already. It's it's my my personal personal representative on the Jedi Council. Man. Yes. Um, It's that. I feel strongly, dude. It's personal
2: representative. Final of answer? Council. Of the Jedi Council.
4: Of the Jedi Council, yes.
2: Personal representative on the oh, Jedi Council. Thank you. Nice. All right. Very that was a real well team done. effort
0: there. Really half Sam, half Zach right
2: there. <laughs> we make one brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: All right. Yeah, have the drain Gear.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's the... Don't the Geonosians have a hive brain, too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I would say more notion than Drengear, but whatever. (laughs) Tomatoes, potatoes, you know, that kind of thing. All right, Clashing Sabers, this one goes over to you. Which of the following did Chancellor Palpatine say after his battle with Mace Windu? So since it's a which of the following, I'm going to let you give an answer first of what he said, and then if not, we can go with the answer choices. So what did Chancellor Palpatine say to Mace Windu at the end of their battle?
3: The very last the thing end. he said before correct, before Mace Windu died? or was thrown Allegedly. Oh, Allegedly. Allegedly. Nobody, no crime. Um, but yes.
4: <laughs> Lindsay,
3: On you you both counts. A drink.
0: <laughs> oh, man. It, I, I, I love the good you know. Taylor Swift joke.
3: Um, I'm pretty sure it's unlimited power. Because he's still zapping him with the lightning and then chucks him out the window.
0: Oh, Lindsay, what do you think? Yeah, I think you're right. Because, I mean, I remember what he says to Anakin as it's, like, during the fight. But, yeah, that's I think you're right. I think that's the last thing. I feel yeah. okay with that being the final answer.
3: Yeah, let's go with unlimited power. That uh,
2: is correct. Mm.
0: Bang. Yeah. Bang well on. done, sir.
2: I would have given bonus points for unlimited power. It's been but, a long week, so I'm going to leave my voices <laughs> to say I'm and- You gotta keep me around for some reason. (laughs) Sam and Zach, which pilot exclaimed, "Flying is for droids."
5: Oh, easy peasy. You know this one, Zach,
2: right? You do.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know what it is. You know what it is. But I'm gonna let you say it. But I do know what it is. Okay. Shit. I'll text you right now before we do it, just so you know.
5: Okay. Sure. It's it's just to make sure that we're on the same page, because now you got me nervous. It's, it's Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenobi. Yeah, yeah it's Obi-Wan okay. Kenobi. Final. Wow, that oh.
2: one brain worked world out world world really well there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you man. Say I need that insurance. It's like Foden Beat over here.
4: <laughs> All right.
2: <Boonga. laughs> Wrong movie. That was, Although,
3: even, that, was a couple, that was a couple of weeks ago,
2: <laughs> how cool would it have been if like they made an appearance? Like, what if they just like made cameos in all the movies? Like, you could just have Foden Bede walking around in the background have
3: been in Last Jedi, calling the Fathier races. That would have been so perfect. Yeah, oh, that would be
4: pretty great. Been good. Nothing have about that scene would have been perfect. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag missed opportunities. Bring that back again. Remake uh, TLJ. Oh God, is that is that site still going?
3: I don't know, but I'm gonna check. <laughs>
2: Like 13,000 imaginary dollars dot com. Okay, we're we're gonna pause for this message brought to you by Drew's that's Google still, Search. The, the,
3: the, the, the site is still up. Let me see how many hundreds of millions of dollars they have fake
4: pledged. You mean that scene in the movie that's called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Star Wars? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh while wow, they're down to 418 million. Guys, the moment the the, the movement is losing steam
0: oh, Slowing down. I know
3: it's so shame. Sad, so sad. So
2: sad. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so only... did they
3: get that last question or, or did we just They did, they
2: did, get, that? That, they did yeah. get that last question.
3: Yeah. Ooh.
5: We stumbled across that goal line. We did it. <laughs> nice.
2: <laughs> Alright, so then Clashing Sabres, this goes over to you. What did Yoda say about the prophecy of the chosen one before he left Kashik? Or excuse me, before he left for Kashik. What did you have to say about the prophecy of the Chosen One before he left for Kashyyyk?
3: Lindsay, I feel like it's misread the prophecy, could have been something along those lines.
0: I, I was just texting you to see if that was it.
3: <laughs> it's a, it's I was like, audio I media, people that's... can't see our text messages.
0: <laughs> I, no, I know, but just in case we were wrong, I didn't want to <laughs> give that Well, oh, I have light no up. problem
2: being the guy who's Ugh. like, hey, I have it a All wild right, Yeah, guess no, it's out mis-
0: here. misread the prophecy might have been.
2: All right, there you go.
0: Yeah, final Ooh,
2: answer. It's misread the prophecy could have been. Sorry.
0: Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> we got it.
2: Two points to us. Fantastic. Oh, man.
3: <laughs> Hat trick.
2: They didn't even put it in Yoda speak in here. They just put that it may have been misread. Come on, man. Make That's it a little interesting. They didn't they didn't oh. actually quote it. They didn't actually quote it. So Which no. is oh, funny we because... You don't to. have to either. <laughs> no, I know. I gave you the points, obviously. Okay, go, 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 go. But I'm just laughing because like, the Palpatine Because the one... exact
4: quote is, uh, or misread a prophecy, or, or misread the prophecy.
2: Nerd.
4: Or something like that. <laughs> I like
2: how you go like, this is the exact quote, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. There's too many people talking. <laughs> Welcome to my life. All right. No,
4: it's a prophecy misread, perhaps. That's what it is. Leave me alone. Bye. It is not
2: perhaps. Perhaps is <laughs> not in Star Wars. Yep, nope. All right. Uh, let's well, go over to actually, Sith Talk.
3: That's a funny question. Now I'm gonna. Okay. Can we never mind? Go ahead. You guys continue. I'm gonna think about if the word perhaps appears in any of the movies, and
2: I think <laughs> it does. You're gonna have to rewatch the Phantom Menace for that. All right. No. Nope. No, that's not gonna happen. Jira <laughs> says perhaps there's a uh, sandstorm coming, Annie. <laughs> I hope I'm right. Wait, 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 wait. What if instead of no, Obi-Wan screams perhaps? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I hate myself. All right. You were my
3: brother, perhaps. (laughs) You were perhaps my brother.
2: All right, Sith Talk. (laughs) Sith Talk, this one goes to you. What did Anakin tell Chancellor Palpatine about the Jedi Council?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, fake. Um... What did Anakin say to
3: Palpatine about the Jedi Council? This sounds like it should be a joke line, like a setup for um, a joke. So. <laughs>
1: what did Anakin say uh, Palpatine? All right, I'm going to take my headphones
4: off for boom. five Shh. seconds so I can focus.
2: He's, he's in this. <sighs>
4: <laughs> okay. Um, I think I might know this. Okay. Can you read the question again?
2: What did Anakin tell Chancellor Palpatine about the Jedi Council? And remember, multiple choice answer questions are still available.
4: I mean, can I list off a Wikipedia page?
2: No, you cheater. Did Anakin tell Chancellor Palpatine about a Wikipedia
4: page? No, I just mean like a long list. I mean, what doesn't he say? He uh, mentions a lot of notes.
2: Specifically about the Jedi Council, though. Um,
5: all right, Zach. It, it, it's probably like that they don't, tr- like
4: they don't trust The Jedi him. Council don't trust you uh yeah don't is the exact they don't trust you <laughs> they're um, going to they're going to ask you to step down no, something that's
5: not it. Um, man they asked you to spy on me they, it's
4: like yeah. it's it's probably during that the uh, jedi exchange. council asked me to spy on you
5: no that's not it i, I think it's time okay. we do a multiple choice i don't want to yeah, fall yeah behind let's by do it two. yep yeah yep. all right we'll do all it all right multiple choice
2: a, that he trusted him them with his life. Remember, this is Anakin talking about the Jedi Council, so that Anakin trusted them with his life. Oh. No,
5: that's not it.
2: B, that they knew Chancellor Palpatine was a Sith Lord. No. C, that he knew there were things about the Force they weren't telling him. Or D, that they were planning to take over the Senate.
5: It's, it's C.
4: Yeah.
2: Going with C? Yep. That is correct.
5: And. I would have thought by a little one. harder that. hurts. Oh,
2: well, now we're down by one. All right. And this goes over to Clashing Sabers, and this will be an interesting one. Let's see here. Where was Kiyadimundu adi mundu when Order 66 was executed?
3: Oh, man. ki mundi
2: This is the icy planet. It's
3: not Felucia. Is it my Jito? Oh, man. Lindsay, how do you feel about geography?
0: Oh, I man. okay.
3: I can't remember if he's Magneto no, no, or if it's key, or if it's it,
0: okay. Magneto. I was gonna say because it sounds like Magneto. That's why I always remember it.
2: Okay. Hey. That's um, it. All That's for it. It.
0: Let's Final do it. You don't in. want to go with Alderaan. No, no, Alderaan's no. Because I always it. remember like because I I read it and in my head I just always say Magneto because it looks like Magneto. You're completely right.
3: All right. I've never been more confident in somebody like that in my life.
2: <laughs> well, that is correct, but also it's pronounced my Come on now. Get it together. It, get it. Get it. Oh, boy. Is
0: it? Wow. Could you imagine if after all that you were incorrect?
2: <laughs> <Isn't it laughs> I mean, can I imagine it? Yes, I can imagine it pretty yeah, easily.
3: Fair, fair. Isn't it spelled M-Y-G-E-E-T-O?
2: So? <laughs> Now, that looks I'm like no Mag-nito. English major. <laughs> there's no A in there. How does it look like magneto? It's magito. There's also no N in it, but it's one of it's those mag-ito. things where like just right, no, no there's a Y at the end of the syllable, which makes an I sound. Magito.
3: Whatever. We're still winning. Oh, you're 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 tripping over Hearts. the first syllable. I was tripping over the second syllable.
5: Shots fired. Yeah. They're coming mm-hmm. out swinging with their...
3: Don't
2: don't their play with what's the, s- don't worry. what's the score? Don't worry, the Sam. Right they're here? imploding from within. Wait, hold on. Why are you talking <laughs> You're talking eight junk seven, about Sith Talk and I'm the one that's antagonizing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What is the score, though? It's eight to seven. Uh, it's eight to five right now, but you're a question. Oh. You've oh, had one <laughs> more question than see, that. So. So. A question. I actually gave yeah.
3: them the next question. <laughs> <laughs> I just presumed we were still ahead.
2: Sith Talk, this is for you. Yeah. Who demanded your swords, please? We don't want to make the mess of things in front of the Chancellor. To Anakin it's Count Skywalker Dooku. Next. Wow. wow. I'm going to assume that that's oh, your final nice. answer?
5: Yeah. You know If Lindsay's going to be coming v... out all swinging no, like this, when, I thought we were having
4: a fine time. <laughs> <laughs> when, my, when, when my man spand, stand up and speak, you listen. You listen. <laughs> it's Count
2: Dooku. Final answer. I'm sorry, it's actually Count Doku. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> No two O's make an oo moon. Actually, if you're now. Yoda, it's Dooku,
4: Not Dooku, it's Deku. Dooku. Yeah. See. Come on, guys. All right. Lore, to lore here. Come on.
2: The score <laughs> is eight to seven, currently in favor of clashing sabers, and this one goes back to you. This will be an interesting one. In which form of lightsaber combat was Mace Windu a master? And you must name it, not give the number of the form.
0: Oh. Oh, um. It begins with a V, doesn't it?
3: With a V. So isn't that V-pad? Or V-pad? Or v Yeah, I
0: think so. Let's go with There's that. It's
3: like three A's in it, Brandon. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> is that. Cool. Is it, Let's walk it in though. That? You must get you the pronunciation
2: get correct. Nope, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is correct. The Pod.
3: Man. Nice one. I am so glad you knew that because I was like, I don't know if I know all seven of them <laughs> off the top of my head like that.
2: That's crazy. That
0: one I do, though. Wow. Boom. I'm
2: that impressed. one's like one of the well-known ones. And then, well, there's other questions. Yeah, we honestly, might get I don't to. think I would right, know
0: I was... any of the other ones. I know by a name, couple of them. Except but I don't that one. know that I
3: could get all of them. Sheesh.
2: All right, balls uh, in the other court. But we man. got it.
3: But All we right. got it. Other side of it, I guess. Uh, man.
2: Other side of the playing field with the things and stuff? Oh right.
3: sports teams.
2: <laughs> what did General Grievous call Anakin Skywalker aboard the invisible hand?
3: My bro. <laughs> What's up? homie? <point? laughs> Let me think how it
5: goes.
3: <laughs> no, excuse me.
5: <laughs> All right. Um,
2: I love Anakin. General Grievous. We don't talk about Grievous enough. I you repeat him so the question much. again? I can. What did General Grievous call Anakin Skywalker aboard the Invisible Hand?
5: Like, as like a... as a,
4: It's like a, uh, a snide I, at I'm him. I'm pretty sure he, says, he just calls hear- him
0: Jedi Scum. Eh... Uh,
4: it's ah, but there's sounds like it, time to
0: take the multiple choice.
4: You know oh, what?
5: Man. You stay over there. This is our side <laughs> of the Court with the Wee of the Ball, <laughs> cause like he's like um, Anakin Skywalker. I expected someone of your blah 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 to be older. He's like General Grievous. I expected someone to be taller. That's exactly what keep keep, keep going. Yep, yeah, and then, buddy. And then he, I swear, it's Jedi scum. I know it sounds so generic but i literally can't think of any other thing that he would have said are we risking that biscuit i mean we're already a biscuit down i can't go two biscuits down so like are we going home or are we going big we're going big we big, baby all right um i mean shoot i'm gonna risk it and say
2: jedi scum all right well you got the biscuits in the gravy
4: a-O, Sammy B in the nice. house. Hey, Got well you. Done. Coming love you. in really clutch. Impressive.
2: Coming in clutch.
4: All right. Drive two hours so I can come and kiss you. It's be I'll three. be there <laughs> by 11. <laughs>
3: All right. There's no specification for which direction he should be driving. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there
5: just drive two hours they'll find you <laughs> two hours in any direction
3: and
2: I'll be there I drove two hours vertically <laughs> <laughs> all right um classic Sabers it's your turn and your question right. is who retrieved Yoda after his battle with Emperor Palpatine retrieved
0: Yoda after his battle was with it? Emperor Palpatine
3: Oh, oh, oh. Um, Was it Bale? It's, it's, it, yeah, it's Bale, because he gets him out it's of the. Bale, right? Drops into the yeah. speeder, into the passenger side, so we're going to say.
0: Yeah. All right, let's go with Bale Organa. Yep.
3: Signed that is correct. Answer. All
0: nice. right. Drewski.
3: No, man. <laughs> Teamwork makes a dream work.
0: We have. You know, I don't want to jinx anything. What do we have next?
3: <laughs> yeah, let's be real careful, because now I'm getting nervous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. it, is, it is 9 to 12 right now and the question going to Sith Talk is who suggested that Master Kenobi should lead the mission to Utapau?
1: That's tough.
5: <sighs> okay, this happens during the scene where they're <laughs> all <laughs> around like the hologram table.
2: Happens Man. during this scene in the Star Wars where they. You know what? You stay in your court.
5: You stay off the court. You aren't on this court. Get
4: off
2: this court. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm the referee. Technical foul. Okay. Oh, ouch. I oh.
4: need silence for a second so I can run through the scene. <laughs> okay, it's, it's an, like. Again,
2: it's, an audio it's like.
4: Because it's like. Because Yoda
5: is sitting. He's like, your good relations I have with the Wookiees. And so that's why Yoda goes there. And. ah, uh, who.
4: Uh, I feel like Kiati Mundi says something about it. No. Mm. Ugh. Well, it's either that or it's Yoda or Mace Windu. It's Yoda or Mace Windu. I, w- I, if I were to put money on it, it's Yoda.
5: How strong you feel about that money?
4: Uh, not very strong about the money, but I feel like the multiple choice is going to tell us Mace Windu, Yoda, Kiati Mundi, Plo Palpatine, yeah, or something. So
5: no, Koon, no. I, like I just know if it was. <sighs> Cause he went to um.
4: Ouch. Oh.
2: Okay, scary. it's so... actually painful sitting on this side of the of the game. I'm like, ah, yeah. know the answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm this did. is how well, we I'm just feel trying to try might come the... up with a game, Brandon. <laughs> I'm trying to run through the scene.
4: I'm gonna go with Mace Windu.
5: Okay, I'm following your lead.
4: I feel like I'm. I don't I don't know, but I'm going to go with Mace Windu. Final answer? I guess
2: this is incorrect. It's Yoda, isn't it? Oh. Well, we'll have to see because it goes over to clashing sabers for the chance yeah. for 14 points. Oh, we points. get sealed, don't we? You yeah. Do. And multiple choice answers have not been given, so this is a 2 point
0: they haven't yeah and i kind of agree with uh, with zach that it's going to be those typical ones so if it's not mace windu do you want to go with yoda
2: i mean that's what i was going to go with let's say yoda
0: yeah yeah let's go with yoda
2: the correct answer is kiai adi mundu
4: dude what did i say i'm sorry i doubted you oh my god oh my god dude (laughs) i have failed you zach (laughs) i have failed you Oh, oh man. wow! I just had a gut instinct, sorry, and I dude. oh my, God. dude! I what didn't it? believe in it enough. It was just a gut instinct. Oh what man! Yeah, is that wow. in
3: a deleted scene or something? Or is that no, of, like, the no, it, wow. no? It's because he's
4: in the hollow, and he's like, he's actually. It's like the first time he's actually really talking in the films, and he's conversing back and forth. And that's the only reason that hit. It was just some form of my childhood was like, bro,
2: Kiyati. Well, because he says, um, what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? And then Yoda is like, good relations with the Wookiees I have. And he's like, well, then we should send General Kenobi. I do. Yes. And, And in the Revenge of the Sith novelization, they expand on that because like, since Kenobi has a defensive form, he's the one that's going to be best to combat the four lights. He's a lighters. bad
4: boy with all the toys. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's good stuff. If exactly.
4: you haven't listened really to the... Uh... Sam ruined your night, huh? <laughs> Sam would never ruin my okay. night. Hey, man. Okay. You. Oh,
2: if you're a Kenobi fan, go over and listen to the uh, the summer series from Sky Talkers. They just did three episodes on Kenobi, and it was really good. So. Nice. All right. All right. All right. I think it is over. Right. Clashing is Sabers now. officially it's, now.
0: Yeah, it's at Clashing Sabers for the chance to lose it,
2: uh, win it. No, not quite. You're at twelve. This will push you close, 12. though. This
3: will put us to fourteen if we
2: can nail it without the. Uh, but we got a little bit. Of, I feel like we got a little bit of grace right now. That is how math works. Good job, Drew. What Jedi fell prey to Order sixty six on Felucia? What Jedi fell prey to Order sixty six on Felucia? Give it to him? Yeah.
5: Excuse it's, me. Here's my silver one. platter.
3: Is it, because they lost Corona? Cora, right? There you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All I want to make sure is you thought the same thing I was thinking. Yeah.
0: And on the count of three.
2: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. One, two, three.
0: Yeah, so so we'll take that for 14 points.
2: Oh, you will now. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, we will.
2: I love her so Oh, man. Much. My pen just ran out of ink. How unfortunate <laughs> or... for you guys.
3: That's all right. I'm keeping track on the <laughs> notepad over here. <laughs> oh, oh, are you? Okay, good.
2: So that's a quarter point for clashing sabers. All right. <laughs> yeah, quarter point times eight. We're good. Yeah, exactly. So All that right. That's how math works, Brandon. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that new math they're teaching nowadays. That new, so new. This is why I teach reading. All right. Nice. <laughs> the question going over to Sith Talk. Are you ready? I mean, don't Can talk. we
5: get like an extra hard question for like extra points? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know if we want that or not. I don't know if I would know we it. definitely
4: I barely... don't want it, Sam.
2: <laughs> well, and this is we... the next question in the book. So, how old was, <laughs> no, who adopted Padme's daughter, Leia?
4: I mean, I know the first one. Um...
5: Bail and Bria, or no, is
4: it yes. Bria? Yeah. Bale and Bria Organa. Or Brea. 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 Berea. Burrito, Burrito, taquito, same thing. <laughs> hey, did we just do that? <laughs> oh my did. god. I missed um, you. Be there I in two too. hours. All right. <laughs> but
5: I'm going left. Are you going right <laughs> or are you going left? Uh, uh, I don't know. But yeah, we already said the answer. Yes,
2: oh, that boy. is correct. Which Wookiee was the leader of the city Kacharicho oh, on Kashi? Oh, my gosh. Which Wookiee was the leader of the city Kacheri? reho on Catchery-ho. Kashyyyk. Oh. <laughs> you know, like when he's swinging on the vine, like Chewie. With the, the that's what he's actually the... saying in Return of the Jedi. He's like Kachereho. <laughs> but you I mean, just get the end. The only...
0: I think Drew, this is time for multiple choice because well, we either only... get fifteen. The only what?
3: Well, the only named Wookiee I know besides Chewbacca in this film is is Tarful. I don't know. I kinda like your idea of going for the options because at least then we can get it, you know, it's it's not like if we go over, we don't get the extra cheer for ourselves. I mean maybe a little bit.
2: No. So do you think I mean, I'm pretty you, sure Lindsay would extra cheer know. for herself if she's allowed to. <laughs> you gotta be your best
0: your Yeah, best oh god cheer. yeah. I'm so good at that. <laughs> it was Cheap Tarful though, right? Was it Cheap Tarful?
3: I don't know what his particular station name was like that. I mean, I
0: I know that there is some, there is a chief. It's chief something. Chief.
3: (sighs) I mean, now I'm thinking of Chief Chirpo, but that's the wrong film.
0: I mean, I feel confident that even if it's not Chief Tarpal, the boys are not going to get it. Without
5: wow, Lindsay! The, the shame. I mean, you know, Lindsay, not... I used to miss you. I don't know if I yeah. do anymore.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone really understands just how competitive I get about certain things.
4: Let's no be honest, kidding. Sam. She's accurate. Uh, yeah.
3: No... The truth does hurt. If we go for the multiple choice, it actually shrinks down how much they can get out of it too in case we get it wrong. That's that's exactly
0: what I was thinking. All right, so let's go go with the multiple choice.
2: We're going to metagame this thing. A, Chewbacca. B, Tarful. C, Guanta. D, Lachachuck. All
0: right, Tarful was on there. I say we go for it.
2: Let's go for it.
0: All right, Tarful.
2: The correct answer is... Tarful. Oh. Yes. For 15 points. Brum, brum, brum. Insert sound effect yes. here. So
5: you wouldn't say the correct answer already, because then we would have had to have answered it.
2: So. I know. It kind of kills the suspense, but you know, that's what the sound effects are for.
5: Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm playing my sound effects. Give <laughs> me my... <laughs>
0: What show is it where they're like, oh, trapped by my own sentence structure? (laughs) 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 No,
4: what is that?
0: I have to find it. It might have even just been like meme or something. But there is something where it's like trapped again by my own sentence structure. And that is Brandon.
2: It really is. Yeah, today I said uh, I said uh, more cooler because I was already like halfway oh, through awesome. the word and I was like, wow, I should yeah. just just finish it and keep walking and hope nobody notices and nobody noticed, so we're good here. <laughs> nobody listens to this show anyways. All right, guys, that <laughs> is the game <laughs> and we will be back with our original trilogy round that will lead into our final. So we will have a game... For a new hope we will have a game for empire strikes back and the winners will go on to talk about return of the jedi the best star wars film ever made ladies and gentlemen this has been the clashing sabers podcast uh we are everywhere like obviously we have a lot of voices going on and we are on the social medias and things and if you would like to to follow us on there you can do that at clashing sabers or over on our facebook group star wars clashing sabers uh all those links and everything will be in there along with our patreon still got lots of books still need lots of teachers so send those our way at clashing uh zach sam tell them all about the things and stuff that you do
5: uh, we do things and stuff.
2: Stuff with things. Very uh, well said. I like that. Yeah, Eloquent.
5: No, we are on Sith Talk. We sometimes make shows for it. But that's mainly my fault. But uh, Zach, I know, has his uh, own socials. I personally help run a really cool racing league called Great Lakes Sim Racing. You can see it Wednesdays, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern. You can see it on the Captain Entertainment Network. He changed his YouTube handle. Uh, other than that, Zach and I definitely have a lot to catch up on in the Star Wars world, so the next episode is going to be a long one. that
2: we. Drew and Lindsay, anything to tell them about what you guys are doing? Hmm, get ready for I'm Star just Wars over
0: missions. here winning trivia. Yeah.
2: Wow. <laughs> She's going to herself a, a trophy and put it on her mantle. I think go. she already has <laughs> the trophy. I think she, she just might. hasn't she unwrapped it yet.
4: Well, I don't yeah. need a trophy. I got four lightsabers. Oh. All right, General Grievous, because that worked oh, out well
0: for him. A anyway. <laughs>
3: Uh, I've been trying to get back and in, in getting ready for Visions because that's coming up in a couple weeks, or I'm not sure when this is coming. So hopefully you guys are watching it. If you're not, let's get uh, get get yourself
2: prepped for some amazing anime Star Wars. Cannot wait. Cannot. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. exciting, and we will talk about that, and we will talk about Andor and Kenobi and oh God, 2022. Like they came a out with the year. list. Oh my God, dude! Like. It's huge. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. And uh, and we'll be talking all about it. So, until then, remember the most important piece of trivia, uh, the most obscure piece of trivia, and the most essential piece of trivia as far as Star Wars is Batch 8. Hi. Hi-ho. Zach and Sam, really? You can't get it right like you're I on never the one-time? I'm
5: never going to get it right, and I you don't want want
2: to. That. Wow. Somebody's a sore loser. <laughs> I,
5: I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just outing in my corner excuse me
2: <laughs> the podcast you just listened to and all other clashing sabers productions are the intellectual property of clashing Sabers.net. all sounds and materials used from other creators is their stuff and we just used it for informational and educational purposes bottom line we made it it's ours they made it it's theirs seems simple but if you're still confused feel free to email us at clashing sabers network at gmail.com we have no association with lucasfilm disney or any of the other fine companies that make all this stuff we talk about but kathleen kennedy if you need anything let me know i work for cheap Now let's blow this thing and get out of here.